You playing the foosball behind my back? Second and nine. Second and nine! I'm gonna pump those numbers out. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Hello? You play to win the game. Don't worry. I'm not gonna do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Flip out, man. What the hell did you just say? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. This is the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast with Matt and Mike. So, what's the latest on the Chase Young deal? I saw where he was suspended for the Rutgers game. I don't know how they're ever going to win that game without him. <laughs> but he is coming back for Penn State. So, Yeah, so, you know, the report came out from ESPN about this four-game suspension. Um, and like I said in our previous show, uh, that's what happens, uh, or is the mandate is a four-game suspension. But that's not what Ohio State was expecting. Uh, all the beat writers were saying two games. Obviously, we know he got the two games, but Chase Young wins in this. If you think about it, he's only really suspended for one game. If he played in the Maryland game, he would only play one half. If he played in this uh, Rutgers game, he'd only played in one half. That equals one game. Um, the thing is, is people, there was rumors about a whistleblower being from Maryland, his old coach from high school, Another rumor was uh, about James Franklin uh, from Penn State, but uh, Gene Smith, the athletic director of Ohio State, uh, came out and said that the whistleblower did not come from Maryland or Penn State. So it kind of makes me wonder who that is, but it is what it is. Ohio State gets an angry Chase Young back against Penn State. So Penn State fans have definitely been on, on Twitter going ham and they are pissed. Them and Michigan fans are like best buddies now somehow. I just think it's odd that he gets suspended for the two games that really don't matter. And why? whoever, if somebody broke this story, they really did it at a terrible time. I mean, do it right before the college football playoff comes out, not when they're going up against Maryland and Rutgers. I mean, that was stupid. (laughs) Um, But talking about Penn State, they face an Indiana team that, has I mean they've somewhat impressive seven and two coming out of, of Indiana is not a bad record I don't feel like uh, this game starts at eleven a.m. kickoff on ABC and Penn State I can see them coming into this game a little unmotivated after losing the game that they really felt like they needed to win to have that primetime game with Ohio State so I kind of like Indiana here getting the fourteen and a half. And Indiana's on a four and one against the spread in their last five run. So give me give me Indiana and I think Penn State may come out a little flat, a little mad that they let that Penn State or the Minnesota game get away from them. Well, I think Penn State will definitely come out motivated. Uh what they feel is they have one loss against a a ranked team who's undefeated who's probably on pace to win uh, the Big the Big Ten uh, West. And if Penn State can go ahead and knock off Ohio State, because I think that that's really their only true test left, they can knock off Ohio State. They'll end up getting that rematch against Minnesota. So I think that they will be definitely motivated for this game. 
but I do like what Indiana is doing. Uh, they have a top 50 offense, uh, so I'll give them that. And I think they'll be able to hang in there with Penn State. Uh, Minnesota showed some flaws in uh, Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State. So if, if Indiana can make the, and capitalize on them same mistakes, they'll be in this game. So I'll take them to uh, plus 14. Another game that has some playoff implications. You've got number six, Georgia, going on the road to face number 11, Auburn. And Auburn's actually only a three-point dog here at home. And a lot of the sharp betters are on Auburn with the points here. But I just really don't see Kirby Smart, you know, slipping up and missing this game. I, I think with Georgia getting that number four rank in the college football playoff, I think they're really going to come to play and know that they've got all the fate in their hands if they just take care of business these last couple of weeks. And then, of course, against whoever they face in the, the SEC championship. So I like Georgia here to get it done. I Like I've stated before, I don't like the two and three-point line. So just give me the money line. I'll pay the extra juice. Georgia under is 4-0 and in their last four. So I also like that under 44. I expect Georgia to really get after Bo Nix and make him struggle. And as we all know, Auburn's defensive line is is one of the best in the country, too. So I like this to be a low-scoring game, but in the end, I like Georgia to get it done. Man, I think uh, Auburn might have what it takes to get it done against this uh, Georgia team, what Florida was not able to do. And uh, what you see, like you said, Auburn's defensive line is just stout. And as long as they're linebackers, can uh, hold on them slants. And then Lawrence Cager, uh, he went out in the second quarter, uh, supposed to be having some uh, shoulder issues. So if, if those is still lingering and he take a couple shots, Georgia's, uh, what, number one wide, uh, wide receiver on their team could possibly be out. And if you make Jake Fromm throw the ball, I really think that – uh he'll have some problems. And as long as Auburn's defense can get to uh, from, I think that they'll be able to make this a close game. Also, uh, expect Bo Nix to possibly be able to find some chemistry with his team in this game as well. Uh, Next up, let's go over to the Big Ten real quick. Number 17, Minnesota, coming off that big win over Penn State. They take on Iowa, and Iowa is favored in this game. And I think Kirk Ferentz really enjoys this spot right here. A lot of people are on Iowa to win this game. And I I think Iowa may win it outright, but I don't trust them to cover the three. So give me Minnesota plus three here. Minnesota's on a 6-0 and tear against the spread in their last six, so there's no reason to stop back in the Golden Gophers right now. Um, I think this game, though, I think it'll be close and it could end up being lower scoring. But, man, I was just so bad on offense. Yeah. And I I really like what P.J. Fleck is, you know, what he said after the interview of the college football playoff rankings. And I know he, he's got his team ready. They've got a lot of work still to do. But, man, if they can go on the road and beat Iowa here, I think they'll finally get that jump up in the polls that they deserve. But, I don't know. Iowa's going to be tough. They're, you know that Kinnick Stadium's going to be loud, and they're they're going to play their hearts out. I expect the best game you've ever seen out of Iowa on Saturday because I, I think they're going to bring it all. 
Man, if I would say watch out for this game, and you all have probably heard me say this before, if it was a night game at Iowa, and this is not a night game at Iowa, and Iowa is favorite. If uh, Minnesota doesn't take that as disrespect, then this is one of the things, and I think that P.J. Fleck does to motivate his team. And what he said after the rankings is he said, yeah, sure. I talked to my team about the the rankings and should we be there or should we not be there? And when he said that, I'm like, you be using that as motivation, man. And I guarantee you this line with uh, Iowa coming in favorite, I guarantee you he used that as motivation as well. And uh, he's reminded his team, all that we have to do is stay undefeated and we control our own destiny. And I think that this this Minnesota team, now they have the confidence and they know that they can hang on the big stage. I think that their offense will continue. And what's the quarterback's name, Tanner Morgan? I think he will continue to light it up. And like you said, Iowa, Iowa does not have the offense to be able to keep up with Minnesota at all. Their defense might be able to slow Minnesota down, but, I mean, what Minnesota did to Penn State, I would just say see them roll. Yeah, I, I will say, though, I think Nate Stanley is a more comfortable quarterback running that offense and really slowing the game down other than, like, Sean Clifford, who sometimes tries to do too much. And I I really like Iowa to – to just slow this game down as long as they possibly can. Just drag it out, you know, get a first down on third and short every time they can get the ball. But I, and it, at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough, tough game. And like I said, I I like Minnesota getting the points. And then I'm probably going to have to lean under here. I, I know Minnesota's capable of putting up the points. I took their under last week and they ended up burning me. But <laughs> – I just I don't see Iowa scoring very many points, and I, but I think this is going to be a close game. So, give me just like a slugfest, you know, eighteen to yeah. seventeen type game. Just mm. they'll they'll somehow get it done. I think Minnesota will end up losing, but I think they can cover. Yeah, another thing that surprised me about uh, another thing that surprised me about Minnesota was their defensive backfield. And I, I mean, I, yeah, you know, Sean Clifford made some mistakes, but. I mean, uh, what's his name? Winfield. I think he has like what four interceptions already on the year. So, I mean, can he keep it rolling? I don't know. We'll see. Get I, another one against Stanley. I think it'll be a good game. Another good game that I think, and the line wouldn't indicate that because Oklahoma is a ten point favorite. But Oklahoma is taking on Baylor, who got slided a little bit in the college football playoff. What are they, number 13 now? They actually moved back by an overtime win against TCU. That's how little the the college football playoff committee respects the Big 12. But they've got a chance here to shut up the doubters. If they can somehow win this game, they are a 10-point dog here. And I think Oklahoma just has way too much. Uh, but I am going to back the Bears here. I mean, Oklahoma's one and four against the spread in the last five. And I know with game day being down there in Waco, it's going to be wild. And I mean, Baylor, I like what they've done. They're undefeated. They're, they're obviously doing something right, but I'm curious to see when the lights come on and, and they've got that primetime slot, primetime slot on ABC, if the bears can show up and get it done. And that's going to be the biggest test. I, I think Oklahoma wins outright, but uh, give me the bears plus 10 at this point. 
Yeah, and and a lot of people, you know, they're talking about the the Baylor and TCU game. And just remember, man, Gary Patterson is, you know, one of those coaches that you just have to say he's a defensive mind coach. And I just feel like this Baylor team is young. You know, this culture is young. But the one thing that we have saw, saw them do is just continue to fight back. And I believe that that's what they'll be able to continue to do against Oklahoma. I know Jalen Hurts is just kicking himself uh, with that game performance last week, so I know he dialed in this week. Uh, I mean, I I believe that Oklahoma can win, but I'm also, like, we're just seeing, you know, the defense came out a little bit strong in the beginning of the season, but, you know, now that everybody is possibly seeing this defense, they're being able to find the different holes and, and expose this defense as well. So can Oklahoma's defense, you know, do anything uh, against uh, Baylor? Because Baylor do does have some some fast, shifty backs and a couple playmakers on the outside. So I'm probably going to go with you. I'll just take uh, Baylor. Plus uh, around the state, Arkansas is is on a bye, and then seven and three UCA looks to rebound after a shutout loss against Southeastern Louisiana. They host. Two and eight, Stephen F. Austin. So you've got to assume that the Bears are going to get the win there. And then five and four, Arkansas State looks to become bowl eligible as they host four and five, Coastal Carolina, who I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, almost beat Arkansas when Brett Bielema was the head coach. Mm. And we all thought that was going to be one of those uh, Western Kentucky moments where if he loses this one, he's out the door before he even makes it to the locker room. Yeah. Uh, Around uh, the NFL, we've got – oh, sorry. My bad. And uh, the UCA, you know, with them getting shut out, Braylon throwing, you know, three picks in in that uh, game. And UCA has been known to play SFA close. So right now I think this is one of them games that you kind of just put the record aside because uh, SFA can play UCA really close. Remember I told y'all, uh, watch out for that Southeast Louisiana. And if UCA come out flat, they'll lose. And that's what happened. So watch out for SFA as well. Yeah, Southeast Louisiana was led by Cole Kelly, who was very impressive. He looked, he played his best game in Arkansas, that's for sure. All the former Hogs uh, was going see, off. <laughs> yeah, so did you see that UCA actually traveled to Cameron Indoor Stadium and played Duke last night? You said played? Cool. Or, you, you, you said played? Well, they showed up. <laughs> they showed up. They got, they got the grand tour. Yeah. They lost 105 to 54. God, and this was Tuesday man. night. Man. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, yeah, at least Duke looked like Duke and uh, not Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, well, I I had to back Duke there. They were 34 point favorites, and they absolutely dominated. But we'll talk a little college basketball here in a little bit. Uh, let's talk NFL. Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is going to be a really good game. I actually like the Texans here. Bill Bill O'Brien is four and one against the spread coming off a bye. And I, Baltimore coming off that big win over New England, and then they blow out what was it, Cincinnati last week. I just I think this is one of those games where they kind of pump the brakes and and not take the day off, but they'll relax a little bit. But uh, Houston, Deshaun Watson, they can put up points in a hurry, and I like the Texans here to keep this close. So give me the Texans plus four and a half. And remember, guys, make sure you're checking out beersandbets.com where we will have more games that we're betting on 
and uh, I'll make sure to update all of that as as game time approaches, as well as share it on Twitter and our Facebook page. So make sure you're checking that out. I can't I can't emphasize that enough. And um, the who do you like in that game, Baltimore? Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to take uh, Baltimore. Uh, I tell you this one one person who is hungry is my man Lamar Jackson. And you know Baltimore has taken this run approach, and Houston, you know they're they're down a man, you know, and they're on their defensive line. So I think that Baltimore will definitely try to exploit that and uh, be able to use that and slow this game down and slow Deshaun Watson. And remember, uh, they still have. I think Baltimore still has a defense uh, hard nose. So if they can get and put some pressure on Deshaun Watson. Even though Deshaun Watson is my man, I got to go up against him this week, man. So give me Baltimore to cover. Uh, The only other really good game I think we're going to have, the New England Patriots are going on the road to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in pretty much a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. But New England is a four-point favorite here with a total at 44.5. And I like what New England's been able to do on the defensive side of the ball. Tom Brady, though, just doesn't really – have a whole lot of weapons right now with Gronk being retired. And I know just with the ups and downs between Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman's health and everything else, I just – I think Philadelphia could keep this game close. But I'm going to back the the Patriots here. I'm going to take a money line because I think they're just going to win outright. I don't like the four points. And then I kind of like the over here. I, I know both teams are kind of defensive games – or defensive minded at this point, but I think Philadelphia is, is good for about 21, 24 points. And then, like I said, I think new England beats them. So I like this total to go over the, the 44 and a half. Yeah. I'm definitely going to pick uh new England in this game. You know, they have a bad taste in their mouth after what my man Lamar Jackson did to him. So I, I definitely tell you, I uh, feel like they're going to come out stronger. Remember, they're still going to be trying to get Sanu in his game plan, and I think that the Patriots will be able to put up points. So, yeah, I agree with you on the over for sure because they had a whole bye week to prepare, and now Sanu is probably building chemistry with Tom Brady and also getting more familiar with this uh, Patriots uh, playbook. So, I'll definitely take them to beat uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, keeping it in the NFL, there's like I said, there's not really very many good matchups this week that, that would dictate what's going to happen in the playoffs. So uh, let's talk a little NFL futures. They've got the odds out right now for who will win the AFC and the NFC. Obviously, the Patriots are – are the favorites to win the AFC at minus 165. But you've got the Ravens now in second place for the longest time. You had the Chiefs in second. Uh, The Ravens are plus 275, and the Chiefs are now plus 450. So, obviously, the the health of Patrick Mahomes is a question mark. And then as well as that defense that I've been harping on. The best odds in the NFC, you've got the Saints, which is your favorite at plus 250. The San Francisco 49ers at plus 300. Green Bay Packers at 400, Seahawks at 6, Vikings at 650, and the Eagles at 900. Everybody else is plus 1,000 or more, so probably not going to make it. But if you like a long shot, go ahead and throw them out there. But 
Who do you like in the Super Bowl right now? Who Who's your AFC and NFC winners? I mean, right now, I would have to say New England. And, I, I mean, even though this, the Saints came off flat, I'm just going to take, take it as they just chalked that game up because it's the, you know, they could have possibly afford a loss to Atlanta. That's what I'm going to chalk it up to. Um, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints, man. And, uh, we, you know, San Francisco, they did have a nice hard-fought game. Aaron Rodgers is my man from Green Bay. But I, I just like what the New Orleans Saints have. I believe that they have the talent to keep up with any team as well. So, yeah, give me New Orleans. Yeah. I. What about you? I thought for the longest time that it was going to be the, the Patriots and the Saints, but that's kind of becoming – the the fad and I've got to be a little different than you so I'm going to give a little bit of a long shot one and I'm going to say it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens versus the Seattle Seahawks MVP versus MVP mm. I mean would that not be a fantastic game it definitely Russell would. Wilson on one side Lamar Jackson on the other yeah bam that would be an entertaining Super Bowl I'd love it oh yeah I'm I would I definitely would love that it'd be it probably bring in more athletic quarterbacks yep so around the world of college basketball, Arkansas gets the win over North Texas, sixty-six to forty-three on Tuesday night. Eric Musselman moves to two and zero as the head basketball coach for the Razorbacks, showing Chad Morris that it is actually possible for a first-year head coach to beat North Texas. There's <laughs> my last jab at, at Chad Morris right there. You're um, right. I I did see that one of the fans for the the Razorbacks. They had a sign that said no fake punts or no fake punt returns. And they were showing it up at the during the game, which I thought was pretty funny. And then we had a huge upset already in week two of college basketball. Number one, Kentucky, they go down to Evansville in Rupp Arena, 67-64, which I don't know if you caught the tail end of this game, but it was phenomenal. And I didn't know this, but I'll give you $100 if you can tell me Evansville's mascot. Uh, I, I, I definitely can't tell you. Let me see. It would be a playing card. A playing card? Yeah. The, yeah, the Purple Aces. <laughs> the Purple Aces. Is this a new it's school? Number one Kentucky. Number one Kentucky with, I think, the number one recruiting class that came into this year, which Kentucky's always going to be young, but that's John Calipari's thing. You know, train them one year and send them off to the NBA. Yeah. But you let Evansville Purple Aces come into Rupp Arena and beat you. I mean, wow. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. I I mean I didn't get to didn't get to watch this game, but I did get to watch a couple of highlights, man. And uh I mean it, it it was really shocking to me just to see them up. A half, but I was like, man, Kentucky's gonna, you know, come out in the second half, and you know, obviously, you know, put just go ahead and put them away, and that and that that is just not what happened. Uh, I mean, Calipari is definitely going to be on his team. It, it, we, we we might just have, see him have a stroke this year. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe a few more gray hairs for sure. Yeah, I'm just glad my uh, my my Ohio State team is actually looking good in the beginning of basketball this year. Uh, it looked like Chris Holtman is doing his thing. So yeah, just keep the, that up. 
That's what I was about to talk about. The the number 16 Buckeyes, they host Villanova, and Villanova gets blown out by 25 in this game. Ohio State wins 76-51. And, I mean, Ohio State looked very impressive. This game was a pick em. Now Ohio State is uh, just 2-0 against the spread. So we'll see. LSU goes down to VCU in a bad law. I mean, they – they got blown out in the first half. It was fifty to thirty-eight, mm. and VCU just he sh- they shot him out of the gym. I guess this is what happens when LSU can't pay players to come there. They just <laughs> come up short. Well, man, VCU is known from uh, being deadly behind that three-point line, though. They, I mean, especially in the tournament, always been known for that. Yeah, and that's what we Corey Cox, who has a, a question in the fan interaction that he wants us to talk about. But that was the thing about North Texas coming in. North Texas only lost to VCU 56-59. So everybody said that this was going to be Arkansas's real test, you know, and and we took care of business. So, um, but going back to the fan interaction, Corey wants to know if Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship, we'd have three SEC teams with one loss. So that's eleven and one Georgia. No, I'm sorry. That's twelve and one Georgia, eleven and one Alabama, and twelve and one LSU. Mm. Who gets who gets in the playoff? Well, obviously it would be Georgia. Yep. I mean LSU, LSU right now to this point. Uh, I I mean they they have the best resume. They have the most ranked win. So I mean if if they obviously if it's a close game. I'm not kicking LSU out of the playoffs, so I would say them too. And then it would – honestly, it would, it would really depend on what's going to happen in the, the Pac-12 and and uh, the Big Ten as well. Those those two conferences, it would, it would really uh, come down to them. But, I mean, if that happened, maybe, uh, yeah, you might get two SEC teams in there. But to get three SEC teams in there – Sorry, Bama, but yeah, I think I mean, that's when they're gonna. That's when that's when they're gonna come and they're gonna have to. They're gonna literally have to talk about like the teams that you played and then the ranked wins that you had. And I mean, I just think that if the other teams, you know, the other like Oregon one loss, they would have more ranked wins against Alabama. Uh, if Ohio State one loss, they would have more ranked wins. Uh, Penn State. If, they go one loss, they would have more ranked wins. So, I mean, I, I think that's the way the committee would go. But, I mean, you just never know with this committee, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think if Georgia beats LSU, for sure, they would almost flip-flop. And if, if the rankings retained what they are right now, so at Georgia at four, LSU at one, if Georgia were to beat LSU, uh, you'd, you'd probably knock Ohio State up to one, Clemson at two, and then you would have – Georgia at three, LSU at four. But I still think, yeah, you get two SEC teams in at that point. But I – I mean, I, I think that's the storyline right there, man. Joe Burrow versus – Joe Burrow versus his former school, Ohio State, where he did not win the quarterback job. Do you know the headlines for that would be? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that would be huge. I mean, they've already asked him who is a bigger, bigger rivalry, LSU, Alabama, or Michigan, Ohio State. And he he didn't want to answer it. He, I mean, he basically did when he said when he didn't say Michigan and he said that team up north. I mean, 
<laughs> when the tradition sticks with you <laughs> to where you still can't say Michigan. Wow, that's true. I, I took that as the win right there. I took that as the win. So if assuming that Ohio State wins out and so does Minnesota, is there a scenario where we get two Big Ten teams in? Do you think that would be mm, enough to, uh, to get Minnesota in that fourth spot? It kind of all depends on the Pac-12 at this point. Because right. the Pac-12 would have to. Yeah, so. They, Oregon, just fold. Oregon, Utah, they. The Pac-12 would do so much better if these two teams were just combined. <laughs> to one super team. Now you sound like 2014 uh, TCU Baylor. So, because that's if, what kept them I mean, out. Basically, the Pac-12 is out. I mean, they've they've got to be. Which leads me to I. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be mad to see two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. That would be awesome. I don't think the Pac-12 is a Power Five conference. <laughs> what you? I would say that more about the ACC. Well, that's true too. So there's what Power Three. The, so like the <laughs> ACC, I feel like is the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> SEC Big Ten, the, the power two. I mean, you can you can make a case that the AAC has better teams than the the ACC right now. If Clemson, you drop, oh seriously, drop Clemson, I, I mean Cincinnati, Cincinnati would be. Oh, not even just that. I mean Houston, Memphis, SMU. You drop Clemson. Mm. You you drop Clemson and Memphis, Tennessee right now. I guarantee you the Tigers play play the Tigers close. Oh yeah, I bet that's a game. Oh yeah, that's a game. So ACC. I mean, even even Cincinnati, like you put Cincinnati in the opposite bracket, they're definitely going up against Clemson in the uh, yeah in the uh, conference championship game for sure. So, I mean, and that's just that's just crazy. I mean, to be honest, I think, man, if they expand this playoff, if they want to keep uh, the fans engaged. Uh, cause the thing is, man, the whole, the whole thing that I feel like makes the playoffs great is the regular season matter. If you expand the playoffs, then you're going to get shoe ins and the regular season's not really going to matter. See, I disagree with that. I think if you, I, I think if you keep it at eight games though, the regular season still matter because you look see, at, okay. I you feel like if it's six, list, you look at this list right now of the top 10, there's no two lost teams in there. Yeah. So, like, that just shows that one loss is the maximum you can get. And even then, it, it doesn't even get you in the top four if you have one loss. So, I that's I still think you could have it in 18 playoff and the regular season still matters. Because this, this is my thing. Is because teams I'm, are going to know that if they lose two games, they're done. But just like you said, it's hard to beat two teams already. I mean, to beat a team twice, right? Yeah. And, I mean, do you think that it's fair for LSU to uh, have to, to beat Bama and then turn around you know, you get rewarded or you think you're getting rewarded by going to the playoffs and they have to turn around and play them again. Right. I mean, because then it's going to possibly, if you do that, you might end up breaking it down in the regions if they have to go up against each other. I will hope not. I mean, if you do more than eight, you'll, you'll end up doing it by regions. But, I, I mean, to be honest, the most I want is six. But, I mean, if it's eight, that's what I'm just worried about. Like, Ohio State, you – you know, or or if Michigan finally beats Ohio State, 
You think they're going to want to go up against Ohio State again in the playoffs? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just my biggest worry, man. I mean, I guess you could. Those big yeah, games. you could do the six and do a play-in game, basically. Yeah, like the wild card game. I don't know. It, it would be tough, yeah. But you could just get rid of the, say, in the Power Five and call it the Power Three, the SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12, and then have three at large. Man, see, I, I I still think that I think the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12. But that's my opinion. Possibly. I mean, it top to bottom, no. I mean, the thing is, is we, we know, all right, this is the thing, and this is how I feel, is you're, you have offenses in both conferences, but you know you have defenses in the Pac-12 for sure. I think – in all honesty, I would be curious to, to see the numbers on this. I think there's been more points scored total in the SEC and the Big Ten than there has been in the Pac-12 and the Big 12. You know, used to, it was like... You talking about this year? Yeah. Used to, it was like SEC is defense. Big Ten, it's, you know, defense. Yeah. But I think, I feel like we've had high-scoring games. Wow. In the Big Ten and SEC. Well, I just feel like when when um when Urban Meyer came to the Big Ten, you know there was you know there was this this code that the Big Ten have. Hey, if someone's you know committed to this school, you know uh, you don't recruit them anymore. And Urban Meyer came down and tore all all of them walls down. Uh, and a lot of coaches were were a little bit pissed at him about it. But I mean that that's recruiting. And uh, what 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 you started to see was. These coaches started, I mean, these schools started getting rid of these old-time coaches that had those mentalities and didn't want to develop. And then you got coaches in like a James Franklin and you bring in these other high-power offenses and offensive coaches, and then that's how you end up getting this because, I mean, before then, you know, what what we, what we like to call in Ohio, trestle ball, you know. <laughs> it was all about that punt game and that run game, man. <laughs> Field position. Yeah. <laughs> so my friends over at circus sports who i love going over there when i'm in las vegas it's a, a little casino but they're they're building a huge sports book so if you're ever out there you need to go check it out but um they put out yes no odds for the college football playoff champion lsu is plus 230 to win the national championship ohio state is the next favorite at plus 265 then clemson is plus 295 Alabama is the fourth spot at plus 555. After that, the odds jump from Alabama at plus 555 to Georgia plus 1,400. Mm. So if you go based off the odds to win the national championship, the best four teams are LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. So I'm really interested in how the playoff committee put Georgia in that fourth spot. Bro, that I don't I don't think anybody understands that. And then another cool thing that they did was the odds makers top 25. So these are power rankings based on how the odds makers look at, you know, if a team covers or if they the weight that they put into setting the betting lines basically. So number 1 they've got Ohio State Number two, they've got Clemson. Number three, they've got LSU. Number four, they've got Alabama. So Ooh. still the same best four teams, which right. 
that's, I mean, as far as Las Vegas is concerned, those are the four best teams with Ohio State being at number one as far as betting because they cover every spread that they put out. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see if they cover this 50. I think it's bet up all the way to 56 right now. 56-point favorites. I mean, look Rutgers. at – yeah, I mean, but shoot, you just look at their past performances against records, shutting them out, you know. I mean, it's definitely possible, and especially, you know, they, they don't really have a coach at all. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely something that is possible. Uh, what I was looking at was on Fox, and I don't know if this is subliminal from Urban Meyer or what, but, you know, Fox, uh, you got Urban Meyer, Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, Joe Clatt, Brady Quinn, and uh, Rob Stone. These guys, you know, they went ahead and picked who they thought was going to be in the playoffs and then also picked the champ. Everybody, even including Urban Meyer, picked LSU except for Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt is the only one who picked Ohio State. So I don't know if that's Urban Meyer trying to motivate Ohio State or if he really believes that much about LSU. But, I mean, that's that's lawfully goes. But Shelly Meyer didn't take too kindly with Herbs doing that, though. <laughs> now, I'm curious to see if they keep this trend up. Ohio State's 8-0 against the spread in their last eight. Oh, yeah. That only one, and depending on where they got the where you got the line, week one against FAU, which I had FAU plus twenty four and a half, so they covered. But I think I think Ohio State would have covered that game had you taken just the the original line that came out. So basically, they're nine and zero straight up, nine and zero against the spread. But I this I don't know what to do with this. I mean, fifty, literally, it's it's a fifty one and a half point line. And the total is 61 and a half. So you've got 10 points that they're giving Rutgers, which is probably going to come late in the fourth quarter if they even score against them. Yeah. Let, Rutgers has been shut out how many times this year? Man, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm trying to look up their uh, stuff right now. I know they were shut out by Iowa. They were shut out by Michigan. And they were shut out by Indiana. I think they scored seven against Minnesota. They scored seven against Maryland. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. When Ohio State went up against record last year, it was 52-3. to three. That was with Dwayne Haskins. So they wouldn't cover the 51-and-a-half if that was the, the final this year. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Rutgers has been shut out against Iowa, 30-0 to zero this year. Michigan, 52-0. to zero. Indiana, 35-0. I think they might cover the spread. In 2017, they had 56-0, and that was with JT Barrett. You got Dwayne Haskins, who got legs in the yeah. arm. Give, I, I, I'll take that. Yeah, they'll cover. <laughs> the defense is better this year, too. They'll cover. Well, that'll pretty much wrap up. That'll wrap up the show, and uh, we're going to get this posted make sure you're checking out beers and bets i hate that i didn't get the plays posted today i just totaled up i went 13 3 and 1 all right matt today in my bets 10 plus 10 units so i hate that i didn't get to share that with y'all i don't know who's even checking it out but if you are i'm i'm consistently picking about 62 percent winners so you're gonna make money if you just follow my follow my shop so 
thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Fans Edge and join our Facebook discussion group. We've got a lot of people in there that really get some good conversations going, as well as uh, make sure that you're subscribing to our podcast. And again, check us out at beersandbets.com or the Fans Edge in the betting articles. Mike. Yeah. Good talking to you. As always, for sure. Don't let uh, Rutgers come up and, and slip up and mess <laughs> up Ohio State's championship run here. No, I don't think we're going to pull no Wisconsin or anything like that. <laughs>